Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Back 40. Uh, I'm here with my two co-hosts, two of my best friends. Uh, my name is Alex, and they are... I'm Andy Parks. And I am Dayton Gay. There you go. And that is them. So Hello, hello, hello. Yes. What's up? Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Um, also, I hope everyone has had a safe halloween welcome to our first episode ever on halloween what yes yes so excited so excited yes all hallows eve hope everybody got bags full of candy look at you coming out with the liturgy all hallows eve that's right yes what we're about to do you definitely won't be up to sleep so that's for sure i know i won't anyway um so this first episode is a little different because it's Halloween. So uh, the content of this episode will not be the every time content of our podcast. It's just right. one time and done deal with it because it's Halloween. And it's our very first episode. So we just thought it would be interesting to talk about some spooky stories and some maybe some experiences and stuff. So Yes, true. And maybe you're asking yourself, well, if this is what they're normally going to be talking about, then what are they normally going to be talking about? I'm intrigued. The answer to that question is everything. We will talk about life, music, movies, games, uh, our experiences. We all come from different backgrounds and we have different perspectives on things. Um, So we're just here to kind of talk about it and we wanted an outlet to do it so yeah so here we are when when we were trying to think of uh what to name this podcast we originally uh, were going to call it literally everything um <laughs> but because that's that's pretty True. much what what we plan on talking about uh, but somebody already did that so uh yeah. couldn't do that anyway we're gonna do it uh, better welcome welcome to the podcast and we are so excited uh, to be recording this first episode. Uh, we've already tried once. I'll be transparent about that. We've tried once. Uh, so to, just to kind of amp up the spook of it, something electronically happened while we were telling some, some ghost stories. Uh, so uh, if you were interested about what in the world we were talking about, then uh, we're about to tell you. Uh, so yeah, kick it off, Alex. Yeah, I'm sure it doesn't help that dogs are like howling in my background. It's not my dog, it's someone else's dog. It's Halloween night. I'm That's the atmosphere. Only, yeah, it's so. only fitting. Only fitting. Only fitting. But yes, anyway, I'll kick us off. So uh, I'm from Alabama. Dayton is from West Tennessee. Andy's from Kentucky. We all, we all met in college. Yes. So we don't see each other as much, Just play games together, talk, obviously. <laughs> we like to hear ourselves talk. Cool yeah. Shirt. So, um, if you you're might around, not, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're from around my neck of the woods, uh, you're gonna know. You're gonna at least maybe have heard about this folklore, the story, this local legend. Some may call it. Uh, I'm just gonna coin it as the murder forest. Um, mm. We were close to Taldega National Speedway, so with that comes Taldega National Forest and. Uh, if you venture out a little bit past Talladega or deeper, wherever, which way you go, you can get into some pretty dense forests and back roads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, one night, some of my friends, it was a Halloween, how ironic. We went to some haunted houses and stuff and we got done and they were like, hey, let's do something else. And we were like, well, 
well, we go to Waffle House? And they're like, no, we're going to go to the Merkel. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I got to stop you. Um, so <laughs> so you, you had just gotten done going through some haunted houses, just typical Halloween events. And yeah. in, in regards to what you were going to do next, someone legitimately said, oh, what do you want to do? Go to the Waffle House. Yeah, I said that. I said I want to go to Waffle House. Of course, it was you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said that. I was like, I want to go to Waffle House, and they're like, no. And I'm like, that's unfortunate because I really like to eat late at night. That's amazing. For those listening to the pod, that is something that we always did at college. It would be like, oh, it would be so late at night, and we'd be like, it'd be two a.m. Like, Who wants to go to Huddle House? Right. Oh, <laughs> everybody Don't say in the it. car. We're Don't leaving. Let's go. Let's do it. Well, gosh dang it, man. <laughs> you had to say it. I mean, who could resist? No, right. Look, that breakfast be hitting different. Oh, man, it does, bro. That you, know else you, know oh you know what else be hitting different? You know what else be hitting different? What be hitting different? These ghosts. Oh, yeah. We should probably get back to that. <laughs> All these booze. <laughs> All these booze. So, in, anyway, we, uh, we go... We get in the car, and unfortunately, it is not my car. So I can't just be like, no, we're going to Waffle House. So, Which uh, would have happened if it was your car. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> would have been going to the murder forest. So uh, for the local legend, folklore, whatever you want to call it, um, apparently this young lady was killed in this neck of the woods. And there was a truck out there, and the police found her body. And they were like, oh, well, she uh, she shot, shot herself, did this and that, you know. And, but when they started looking at pictures, they found that her body was at the front of the truck and the gun was on the jailgate of the truck. So, now, I'm not a forensic expert here, but it, uh, it, it would seem likely that the, that the weapon would be close to the scene of the accident. Oh yeah. So you're saying that they're on different ends of the vehicle is what you're telling me, right? Right, exactly. Okay. It's not like she just did it and then threw it with the last, you know, bit of energy. Like it was placed on the tailgate. Okay. 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 I'm following. They say, you know how this is, you park your truck on a blood spot, or you travel crate, you do this, that, you go up a hill. They say that if you go to the forest at certain times, you can hear her scream. Okay. And so Ooh. my friends are like, we're going to walk in this forest. And I'm like, what the freak are y'all doing? Like, it is midnight and we're walking through a forest. Like, what? And if, if you know me, you know I don't mess around with stuff like this. I don't. Right. I don't like this. I never, to my free will of intention, go doing this kind of stuff. So. Alex, Alex is probably scared just talking about this stuff right now. Oh, I'm sure. Or with a little of my son kiss. Uh, so we get to walk in, and I'm like, well, if we're going to do this, I'm definitely not waiting at the car by myself. So, right. So we'll get, we'll get in two groups, and we just start walking. And we got our flashlights on. We can see each other. We're just like chatting up, having a good time, just walking, you know. And uh, we get about halfway, and they're like, "All right, man, ain't nothing gonna happen. We just gonna we just gonna head back because we're getting pretty deep now, you know." And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I really want some pancakes and some hash browns." And they're like, <laughs> okay. so, so 
we go to get the walking and i kid you not man i hear the most blood curling scream i have ever heard in my life and it's it's not like oh wow that's that's a good bit away from me i have some time to get out of here no it's like right behind me almost like maybe 10 12 feet so we just take off running mm. and we're like and we we get to looking and we stop and i'm like i'm like oh y'all scream y'all messing with me y'all got me good i'm gonna be honest i was petrified you know and they're like no bro no we we thought we thought y'all screamed and we're like and we just didn't say anything we just took off running again we're just right like, what are you like there's nothing you can say when something no, like that happens no, right. like, now gone. for clarification the scream that you heard what does it human feminine or was it like there's oh, no yeah. animal that it could have been right it could have been it could have been a mountain lion we have mountain lions and you know like i said there's a national forest right there mm-hmm. so we have mountain lions and stuff like that and it was but you're not. telling us that it was definitely and, and, and people mistake mountain lion scream because they they, they can scream close to human but if you know what it sounds like you know and i know that was not that like it was like it was like a girl screaming and she's in pain she's hurt uh, she's like that is, is terrifying it was so we took off running we made it back to the car we finally did the go to Waffle House, and that's where we finally talked about it and assessed the situation. And we were like, "That's the creepiest thing I have ever experienced." And that's what we all were like, "Bro, that's that, that's insane." And I was like, right out of high school, maybe still in high school. Honestly, I don't even remember. Like, I think I'm still in high school, maybe a senior. Wow. I definitely drive, so I was either a junior or senior. Mm-hmm. So, but that was that was super creepy. And then mm. I have another story. Before I hand it off to one of you all, um, I met Nick. He's a good friend of mine. I met him at college, same as I met uh, Andy and Dayton here. Yep. And uh, Nick came before Andy and Dayton. We're just we're older gentlemen. Yeah, because know. because Nick and Alex are are old men. That's right. We are. They were at college before we were. So, so when they when they got there, we were already like, hey man. We're the, we're the veterans here, you know. We'll show you around, kind of deal. And uh, but me and yeah, me Dayton, yeah, Dayton was for sure not there. And I think after talking to Andy and me thinking about it, Andy was not there either. But me and me and Nick went to this place. Uh, then Nick heard about it. Nick, Nick, Nick is, I will say this, Nick is into this stuff. Like Nick is, yes, Nick has some Andy. kind of weird, also weird, like energy, like. Well, I don't know how to explain it. Like, uh, maybe y'all can explain it better later when it's your turn. But it's just like it feels like when you go do like something like that with Nick, you just feel eerie. Like you're just like I'm uncomfortable. Like just being here with you. Like how do you feel at this moment? Right. And he's like, Bruh. I'm like, bruh, you shouldn't be. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Do you feel this? He's like, no, nah, man. And I was like, what are we out here for, man? What did you bring me out here for? Like, I don't, I don't want to be here. Like, you know, and he's like, they say if you like, because your headlights off and stuff that your car goes dead. I'm like, where, where is, are you at? Uh, You're at like, I think it was Chapel, Chapel Hill. I think it was the name of it. It was close to the college we was at. Like, real okay, close. so you're like not on yeah, campus. This that's is close. off no, campus. This, okay. This off campus. This is like, we actually went to, what is that? That was, uh, uh, yeah, sorry to y'all and 
our listeners. Um, was that a car? Yeah, that was a car. Okay, good. I'm glad it was a I'm car. In, I'm in my guest bedroom, and <laughs> the road is like right outside this window. So that was the like, perfect opportunity to be like, wait, I was like, that wasn't this you? This happens again. We're not doing this episode. <laughs> right. Right. So, but anyway, I think we like didn't even plan this. He we went out to eat somewhere, and then he was like, "Hey, I want to swing by here and do this stupid crap." So I can just like knock it off my list, and I'm like, "Cool, man, whatever." I'm not getting out of the car, uh, right? So, and uh, we go there, and he cuts his lights off, and he goes back home. Nothing happens, and then we start looking, and we're like, "Bro, something is moving in that in that cemetery." Like, we're not like in the cemetery; we're just like on the road looking kind of deal. Right, right. And it's not a busy road. It's a back road, and I'm like, that's kind of creepy. You know, see, he's like, I think I do. I'm not for sure though. So we like repositioned the car to where we could see it, but we didn't still didn't go in the cemetery. We never, we never got out of the car. We never pulled down the trail that goes into the cemetery. So he was like, they say if you put like a dollar bill on your dash, that like it'll flip it or whatever. And uh, I'm like. All right, man, do what you got to do so we get out of here. I'm uncomfortable. So, yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, I got to go back and, like, do some stuff or something. So, he's like, he <laughs> he was like, man, if you, if you, you know how Nick talks. I mean, you can see, you can see this dollar bill, man, flip it. And by George, that thing flipped over. Oh. It took three minutes. And he almost, it took a minute. It took a hot minute for like probably close to about three to five minutes. It took to the point to where he almost picked it up and then it flipped. I was like, bro, you flipped that. He was like, no, dude, I'm serious. And then it flipped again. Wow. <laughs> See, one is happenstance. Two? It's mm, interesting. That's so mm. interesting. Two times? No. Right. <laughs> right. I would have put that in drive and skedaddled. Is what I would have done. <laughs> Get me out of crazy. here. That's crazy. Oh. No, no, no. Man. Okay, so that's the thing about Nick. And I think what Alex was trying to get at here okay. is that. He, oh, welcome. yes, Bro, welcome back. I, dude, we just need to make it through this episode, like, dude. <laughs> right. I ain't never, dude. I promise you, bro. My Wi-Fi, my Wi-Fi just literally just kicked me off for no reason, and I just like automatically say connect back and just connect me back. I ain't That's never so crazy. For to put this in context for you listeners, we just did like a a two-hour test run, uh, and we had zero issues, none, right. no technical issues, no. Uh, recording issues with our distribution site. Um, this is the first. Yeah, this is it. And right, this so makes what, the second technical issue that we've had. Mm-hmm. So what? What was the last thing I said? Uh, the last thing you said was that um, it flipped twice. Yeah. So it flipped twice. So on the second flip, me and him both were like, "I'm gonna, I'm done." I was already it. I'm gone. Like, I was it. I'm gone. Like way before we even got there. Like, right. Okay. So and he was like, "We're done. We're done." He threw the dollar bill out the window. We didn't even keep it. Like he threw it out the window. We just drove. So we get back to school and we're like, "Bro, that was the craziest stuff ever!" <laughs> like, bro, I'm like, "Bro, that thing just like flipped right in front of us." I'm like, "I'm like, no one's gonna believe us." He's like, "Nobody's gonna believe us." He's like, "We can't tell nobody about this." I'm like, "We won't. 
we walk. <laughs> we get to walking back past his car back to the dorm room. I'm like, Nick. He was like, what? He's like, what's wrong? I'm like, you need to, you need to come here and look at this. And uh, he was like, okay. He walks back and he's like, bro, is that what I think that is? And I'm like, uh-huh, that's, that's that. And what it was, was a handprint on the window. Okay. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding. Oh. I think it's true, but I'll send it to y'all. And I, I, I promise you, y'all know I have a big head. Like, my hat size is like eight. Okay. That's true. Like, That's the last. Okay. Right. And he was like, dude, put your head up to next to that <laughs> hand. And the hand print was bigger than my head. Oh, my gosh. Like, and it's on, it's not on the inside. So it's not like, oh, Nick reached back there and touched the window. Nick's hand's not even that big. Right. Right. And it's on the outside of the window. And once again, like, you know how when you breathe on a window and then you mark, it's kind of like somebody condensation, yeah. And they put their hand on it, like so. Whatever touched it was super hot. Uh, and I'm like, I know crazy. some random person did just come out these woods and put their hand on our car like that, like, like this is this the hand is humongous. So we're totally freaked out, like totally, and we're just like. <laughs> And when we took a picture of it and we went back in and we were just like, that's insane, bro. <laughs> that's insane. And we're like, I said, I'm never going with you anywhere like that ever again. And then later, if we tell another story, I went back. <laughs> 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 that's, that's two of mine. So if y'all want to tell, tell one, that's fine. Uh, you know, it's funny. Right before you popped back in, I was telling... Um, Dayton and the listeners um, about what you said about Nick and he does have this energy um, and when you when you go on these experiences with him it's like you can almost guarantee something's gonna happen I have I have some information about that that I will wait to share when it gets to my portion okay and I think it might be shed a little insight um because of some of the stuff we've seen at his house. Um, for instance, there's one story that I always loved. I won't ever uh, say Nick's house ever again. Look, it's something. Um, <laughs> that was so comfortable. We have crashed on his couch uh, many times just because. How, um, talk about that. How come we always watch a freaking scary movie every time we're over his house? Every time every we time. always do. We're asking for it. And he's like, oh, "I'm going to bed." I'm like, "Not somebody's gonna stay here with me." Talk to me. <laughs> hour. Give me some oatmeal cream pies, like. <laughs> Gosh, I, and he goes and he falls right asleep. But the rest oh, of us God. are like, what's going on? Right, right. <laughs> Gosh, but I'll never forget the story. And it's not even my story. Um, it's technically Dayton's. Um, but I'll set the stage for you all and then I'll let him take over. Um, but Nick has always told us that, like, oh, my house is haunted. Um, and we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Everybody's house is haunted. Everybody's got a floor that makes some creaks. Everybody's got that one weird drawer that things keep missing out of. And everybody's house is haunted. I'm making air quotes around the uh, word haunted. But um, when Nick says his house is haunted, 
you can't help but believe him um just because of you know being his friend you know kind of how he is about this stuff and it's not something that he plays around with um right. when he's talking about this stuff he's dead serious yeah um alex proved that earlier <laughs> he is he's committed to this stuff um so uh oh man um i'm getting chills already it's not even my story um we're started so he essentially has a dog um it's a big old dog it's a big boxer his name is eugene um and what we know about boxers is that they are um they're big old boys and they don't have much to be scared of um and eugene is precious but he's also a very uh alert dog so he's like a good guard dog um and dayton was telling us the story one time about a time where Dayton um, was kind of bored and uh, I must have not been on campus that weekend or something and of course Alex lives in Alabama so um, he's not necessarily the most available person for us to hang out with at all times especially when we were in college Um, uh, also little known fact um, Dayton and I were roommates in college so um, we were used to hanging out all the time yeah. So we got um, sick of each other. Right. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't just much for me to like go home on a weekend or something just for a little separation. And, ju- <laughs> and just, and just for the, just for the listeners, like it is, this is well known. We've talked about this before. Like I'm not throwing shade at Andy just because we're on a podcast. We know this. We know that we didn't, we loved being around each other, but we did have moments where we had just had all that we could take. Right. Our social batteries were completely drained and we just needed a moment. And I'm sure that all my introverts listening can uh, uh, relate with that, that when your social battery is out, it's out. You need a moment. You need to recharge. Um, So I had to go. Um, But Dayton uh, was bored and he went over to Nick's and Nick lives about 45 minutes away um, from campus at this point. So, um, they eat and all that stuff. And, um, then things start to get a little weird and I'll let Dayton take over the story from here. Right. So, um, so we just finished eating supper and, uh, I forgot what me and Nick were doing specifically. We were either watching something on Netflix, uh, or just playing around with guitars, trying to write a stupid song or something like that. Um, <laughs> which is i mean pretty much sums up our friendship right um anyway we um we were sitting in the living room doing whatever we were doing and uh, nick threw one of eugene's toys at him and you know boxers are very big and powerful uh but this particular boxer is not only big and powerful but also very playful and a sweet precious dog uh, but a very strong and rough dog at the same time. Um, so he throws this rubber toy at him, and Eugene is just going at it. Like, he is absolutely trying to rip the center out of this toy. Um, so he is just going at it in the middle of the living room floor. We're watching him. We're laughing at him. Then all of a sudden, uh, he drops the toy and immediately looks at the wall behind the TV. Um and we're like, 
okay, that's weird. Did he see a reflection or a light or something? You know, we start kind of looking outside, see if someone pulled up, if anybody was passing. Um, nothing, nothing happened. Then Eugene goes up to that wall, starts ferociously growling, like a growl I've never heard Eugene do at any other point um, that I've been around that dog ferociously growling, trying to climb up the wall and just going insane. And um, me and Nick didn't know what to think. Um, obviously we were scared. We're like, okay, because it's kind of, if, if you're into this stuff at all, you would know that most of the time children and uh, young children and animals um, are much more sensitive and are, it's easier for them to pick up when something paranormal or spiritual is going on. Um, most of the time they can actually see it when uh, adults can't. Um, so it's very crazy. And so obviously, you know, like we said, Nick just kind of has that energy where when you're talking to that about those kind of things, it is a serious topic. We're not, we're not shooting the bull about this topic. When he saw that happen, uh, we were serious about, okay, something just happened that we didn't see. This dog picked up on it. We're scared to death. But then again, Nick lives there, and Nick has told us that his house is haunted. So Nick was much, much less terrified than I was because I had planned staying the weekend there. I would planned on staying the night that Saturday going back Sunday. Uh, going back to campus Sunday, uh, but I, I'll admit it was it was it was pretty hard to go to sleep that night, especially since I had to sleep in the living room. Um, Absolutely, yeah, I that was terrifying, terrifying. And that's crazy you say this because you might not believe it either. Yeah, don't blame me. No, that happened with me and Nick one time too. With a dog? The, that same dog. The same dog. Yes. At his house. Yes, oh at his house. And I don't think I don't think I ever told you that. Until, That's crazy. Until at this moment right now. It's crazy. It's wild because I didn't think nothing of it like that. But now that you say it like that and I go back and think about it, bro, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. And because yeah. he didn't get that dog to y'all came to college and all that right. Jazz. So right. I'm sure you you saw it first before I did. Huh. That's absolutely insane. That is crazy. It's it's like uh, it's like it's just like somebody flipped the switch on. He was going berserk. And he just and he just stopped. And you know, just typical typical Nick in the middle of that. You know, that's Nick's dog. That's Nick's baby. Yeah. And Nick is the boss of that dog. Nick is the owner, right? So Nick, when he's dealing with you know dogs or children or someone that he has authority over. He can be an intimidating person. Like, it's this tall, kind of muscular, dark-skinned guy with a low voice. Like, he's telling Eugene, you know, hey, get off, get off, stop, hush. And the dog is acting like Nick isn't there. The dog saw something so intensely that Nick scolding him didn't make a difference. 
that was the part that kind of scared me the most. Exactly. Yes. And Eugene has always listened to Nick. Anytime we've been over yes. there, Eugene gets super hyper and happy that we're there, and he's jumping all over us when we're coming in the door. And Nick's like, right. "Hey, sit down." And then, uh, oh, that's game over. Eugene ain't bothering us no more. He says, "No, nope. all right, I'm going in right. the living room. See y'all right. later." Yeah. Right. That was the scariest part to me because I knew the relationship Nick had with that dog. <laughs> and the kind of res- mutual respect that that dog had for Nick. And Nick just absolutely, Nick eventually like walked up to him and spat at his butt to get him to stop. But Nick doesn't normally have to do that right. with that dog. Uh, so that was, that was intense. That was, and then I had to sleep in that room that night. I don't think I actually slept. I'm pretty sure I'd surfed YouTube all night. Yeah, I would've done the same thing. And you know, to make things even better, um, throughout Dayton and I's college experience, it wasn't just at Nick's house that we encountered strange things um, or had sleepless nights because there were times where even at campus in our own dorm room, things got just a little bit spooky. A little dicey, Um, a little dicey. So, uh, context for you listeners out there that um, maybe don't know the story yet, um, and it's kind of a running story. There's going to be a couple of different experiences with this set of stories, but um, before we can get into that, you need to know the context. So, Dayton and I, um, like I said, we were roommates, we lived together, um, and we hung out all the time. Yes. And... Best friend, ride or die. Right, absolutely. That's Most my ride the time, or die. Like there were people, freshmen would come in, and after knowing us for a little while, they were like, "Oh, we thought you guys were like a couple. We thought you were gay together because you're just if you see one, you see the other, and that's just that's just how that, that's how we maneuvered when we were in college, especially when we were roommates. Mm-hmm. We were just peas in a pod, right? But um, we had some experiences together. Um that were kind of spooky and unexplainable. And uh, we started to blame it on this ghost that we called Hubert. Yeah. Uh, we thought that if we gave him a funny name, it would kind of make the situation um, a little more bearable, I guess. Right. <laughs> and, 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 and honestly, for, for a little bit, it did. Yeah. Because uh, there would be nights that, you know, something would happen right, right as we were getting in bed. And we would say, oh, it's just Hubert. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. we roll over and go to sleep and then, you know, continue as normal. Right. It didn't get to us until it got to us. But before we can get to that point, we need to tell you how it all started. So Dayton and I were in choir. Um, Alex was also in choir, but this would be, um, the story would take place after Alex had already left Bethel and it was just Dayton and I. Um, and after choir practice, um, Usually we had like an hour or two before dinner. So I would go get like a snack. Um, And the Sonic was one of the like only places in McKenzie where you could go. One of the best places in McKenzie. You're right. Yeah. It was like that McDonald's. That was the hangout, man. The McKenzie Sonic is the best Sonic I've ever been to. That's totally beside the point. Bar none. Bar none. Any of my Bethel listeners out there would absolutely agree that McKenzie don't got much going for it. But, but dang Sonic, it, it's got a Sonic that, that is Sonic running is at maximum topic. efficiency. Yes. <laughs> Those workers need to be paid triple. That um, Sonic is busting. They're keeping it running. But this is right. beside the point. Um, but I did go to the Sonic and I got um, 
I got some cheese sticks and because I think it was like 99 cent four piece cheese stick day and I got a drink um, because who doesn't like <coughs> drinks so I um, I took Coke it easy ice. you got it and I went back uh, to the room and um, Dayton was not there yet um, I think he was coming in right behind me. We drove separately, um, which was also odd because we usually don't. Um, we usually carpool to save gas. I but. think I think this was the semester I had like a two thirty class. I had a class. Uh, oh, that cut into choir a little bit. So I would have already yeah, been there. Okay. I had I, it was either two or two o'clock or two thirty, uh, but I had computer applications. Right. So, yeah, I had a computer class that kind of bled into choir, and I would have to leave early from that class and be a little late for choir. It really wasn't efficient at all, but that was why I think that we drove separately because I was still in class when you left. Mm-hmm. So, I come in um, alone, and um, the way that Dayton and I's room was set up was we had bunks towards the back of the room and um, we had like an entertainment center at the front and um, I put all my stuff like my keys and my wallet and my sonic bag and my drink on the entertainment center Um, and I kind of started getting everything out and it's at this point that I realized oh I left my straw in my car Um, so I go back out and I get my straw and Dayton comes in at this point so we're walking in together Dayton and I have other suite mates. It's not just us, but um, for the purposes of these stories, we're just going to talk as if it was just us in the room. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get into on another episode. We'll probably right. get into the different personalities. Mm-hmm. We walked into um, the room, and um, I'm like, "Hey, I got some cheese sticks. Do you want some?" Um, and I think he said no, but I was like, "Great, more for me." Um, <laughs> so typical. <laughs> It's only four pieces. I wasn't about right. to not smash that. Right. Um, but I have to have my marinara. I think Sonic cheese sticks are dry without my marinara. Um, right. That's important. This is this is priorities here. Um, so integral part of mozzarella sticks. I had laid everything out, and it was at that point that I realized, oh, my straw wasn't in my bag. Right. Um, so everything was already out. The marinara, the cheese sticks, they were on a napkin. They were out. Um, so I put my straw on my drink and out there. Um, the marinara that I know I just set out there. Um, and I'm like, hmm, that's weird. Um, but I'm kind of scatterbrained at times. I can be like that. I'm, I try not to be, but I can have those moments. Um, so maybe I, Maybe I said it somewhere. Maybe I walked around outside um, the room in like our common area and looked around. And I mean, I looked everywhere and it's not there. And I'm like, Dayton, do you see my marinara anywhere? Because maybe it's just me. There are moments where I'm like looking for something and it's right in front of me. And I'm like, if it was a snake, it'd bit me. Um, you had to, this is uh, just for context sake. Um, this man had to double check that he had his keys, phone, backpack, and was wearing pants every morning before he walked out the door to go to class. So he can't he can be very forgetful. And so when he was first when this was happening, and he was telling me, "Hey, I'm lo- I'm, I'm missing my marinara," that was my first thought. I'm like, "Okay, it's it's somewhere in the room. This man's overlooking it. It's right where he put it." Um, 
Yeah, that was my right. thoughts. And I'm pretty sure when you said, hey, have you seen my marinara? I was like, man, I ain't took your marinara. What right. You like you yeah. thought I was accusing you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably also not out of the realm of possibility. Not um, at all. So the pair of us continue to look. And like I said, there are other people in our um, in our like suite as a whole, but they weren't out. Um, none of them were even in the room. So like none of them took it or anything. Um, it was, I was the only person in the suite until Dayton walked in just to provide context. Um, right. and we're looking everywhere. I mean, practically turning our room upside down and this marinara is gone. I mean, gone. vanished. Yeah. And the more that we go, I'm like, look, Dayton, we need to find this marinara. It's going to draw ants. It's going to do it's yeah. a lot of different things. We're going to happen. Right. And, and I'm a very, I'm, Okay, so I realized that the possibility of ants were a thing, but we had choir practice in like 10 minutes. And so I was like, you look, you know what? It probably fell in the trash. Uh, that's where it's gonna stay, even if we know it's there, because you're not gonna eat marinara out of the trash. Uh, we'll, we'll look through the trash before we take the trash out whenever the next time that will be is. Uh, I wasn't so concerned about it drawing ants, but <coughs> if it drew ants, at least we knew where it was. Fair. We we could kill the ants, uh, mm-hmm. but as we found out, the marinara uh, still to this day is gone. I mean, has vanished. Um, it was not in the trash. It was not in our room. We never so had we, ants. Yeah, kind of kind of grossly, we uh, we actually went through the trash. We did before we took it out. We took out each individual piece of trash, which included you know wadded up notebook paper, empty soda cans, uh, just wrappers from food, whatever we'd eaten throughout the week, stuff right. like that. Mm-hmm. The marinara was not there. It's nowhere to be found. I looked under my dresser. I'm like, okay, maybe it somehow slid under here. Nothing. We That's moved crazy. things around. And Nothing. I know what you're thinking. Oh, maybe he took it out to his car to get his straw. I did not. Because I thought that same thing, and I went out there to look, and it was not there. I never well, had we ants in my together. car. Yeah, we went out together to actually go to choir practice, uh, because this all happened within like five minutes. Um, we went out there to actually go to choir practice, and we pretty much flipped your car upside down looking for it as well. No it joke. wasn't in your car. <laughs> just wasn't there so this would be experience number one we didn't know it at this time we just thought it was strange that yeah, hey, this a, marinara is gone that's a glitch in the matrix whatever we'll, right. we'll brush by it it happens and yeah. don't worry for my foodie listeners out there the cheese sticks were still eaten yeah they were a little dry but i still ate them so have no fear when there's when there's a will there's a way they were put to good use um So that was experience number one. Right. Experience number two is when things start to get um, a little more involved. Um, Like, yeah, we can't explain where the marinara went, but we also can't prove that it was mystically or magically taken. Um, I mean, it could have been Sam, you know. (laughs) <laughs> right. It really maybe maybe someone was, you know, he was dumpster he was diving through our yeah. trash. Anyway. Um <laughs> but we can't prove that it was mystically taken. This next experience, however, 
is a little harder to explain to away. explain away. So, um, things you should know about Dayton and I, we are both heavy sleepers. Yes. Um, the world could be literally ending and we could be out cold. The only sounds that usually wake me up are my alarm. Um, that's it. Um, I guess if I'm like shook awake, yeah, that might work. Um, but Dayton was on the top bunk. Right, yeah, you might get you might get hit. <laughs> Reflexes. Um, so the way that our room is set up, once again, bunks are in the back of the room. I'm on the bottom. Dayton's on top. He got right. the shaft. That's just how it happened. Um, well, so, I mean, anyway. Right, yeah. Um, so Dayton, um, I guess at some point, got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and I'm just sawing logs. I mean, I'm out <laughs> like a rock out. Um, I'm not waking up. It's just not happening. Not till my alarm goes off. It's at right. this point, probably like three or four in the morning. Um, and this is just what you're telling me. I'm like I said, I'm out. So I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Right. Um, but the way that the doors worked in our dorm were, um, they, were locked from the outside. You had to have your key to get in. Um, and there was a way that we could have left it unlocked so that we could come and go as we please. But so me and Andy are both introverts. So uh, we liked the idea of being able to lock everybody else out. Right. To go in our room and keep it like a, a safe right. space. Because if we, if I mean, and we, we, we can be social people. But if we wanted time for just me and him to be in our room and chill, then that is what we were going to do. And so that's why we kept it locked. Right. So um, also our doors aren't ones that um, slide closed or anything right. like that. Um, if you open it, it will stay open until you close it. So he goes to the bathroom and he keeps the door open. Um and he goes and uses the bathroom and comes back out and the door is shut. Um, no, it was not the air. Um, a, the no. vents in the dorms are not strong enough. Uh, let me just go ahead and tell you that. The air yeah, not pressure, possible. Not great. Um, so nowhere near strong enough. There's not enough of a draft um, throughout the whole place to cause that. But anyways, the door... Um, was left wide open. Dayton knew he wouldn't have to shut it even if the light was on. I wasn't going to wake up. It was, it was, yeah, he just knew he didn't have to worry about that. Um, so it was wide open and then he comes back out and it's shut. Um, and as we said earlier, when it's shut, it's locked. Yep. And Dayton's like, I know that I kept that open. I intentionally kept that open. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, Andy's playing a prank on me. What was going through your mind at that point, Dayton, actually? Not so you know, I, I, uh, I stumble. Well, not stumble. If I stumbled out of bed, I'd be dead. Um, I climbed out of bed in a sleepy, um, you know, a, a sleepy stupor. Um, I go to the bathroom. Uh, I, I come out, and I, I remember making a mental note: "Hey, you have to leave this door open because you know I, I was in a t-shirt and underwear, like." I didn't want to carry my, my keys to the bathroom with me, so I had to leave the door open. 
and I knew that, so I did left it wide open. In fact, uh, you kind of kept your backpack in between uh, your bunk and the space that the door would otherwise be slung open onto part of your bunk. Yeah. Um, your door, your your backpack kind of act like a doorstop mm-hmm. almost. Uh, so I. I made sure that I opened it enough until I heard the zipper on your backpack ruffle. Yeah. Because that was my signal, hey, it's open. Mm-hmm. Um, then I turned on the light, a uh, little hallway light there, so that I can see the handle to get in the bathroom. I went in the bathroom, did that, came back out. The door was shut. Now, the thing that I recall being strange uh, is you can pretty much hear everything going on from the bathroom, especially especially our room because our room is maybe three feet from the bathroom right it wasn't Um, far right like i could literally probably fall in our doorway and land in the bathroom Mm -hmm. um i came i came out and the door was shut and i thought to myself i didn't hear the door shut uh but andy's probably playing a trick on me he's probably trying to prank me uh, it's the middle of the night. He knows I'm ill because I wake up ill, just, you know, factory settings. Um, I I start banging on the door. Well, I didn't bang on the door immediately. I start, I start knocking on the door because I'm like, he's awake. He's playing a prank on me, whatever. Um, nobody comes to the door. I put my ear up to the door. You are still sawing logs. Like, just absolutely. You're building a cabin, man. Like, it was insane how you were snoring. And I'm like, this man's gone. Like, he is out. He didn't shut this door. But I got to wake him up so that I can get in. Because I don't have my key. The door's shut. The door's locked. Right? Uh, And I wasn't going to sleep on the couch. Like, I refused. I had a a good enough bed. You know, I just... Whatever. So... I start banging on the door, right? And I'm like, this isn't going to wake him up, but I've got to try something. Uh, I, I didn't have my phone. I couldn't call you. Um, I start banging on the door. And eventually, you awake in a sleepy stupor. <laughs> oh, I was <laughs> so disoriented. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on. You stumble to the door, kind of hunched over. Your eyes are still closed. You open it. I say something to the effect of, Hey, must have locked myself out. You said, uh-huh. <laughs> and then I, I climbed back up and got in bed. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, okay, these doors are heavy. And I was three feet away from it. I would have heard if anyone shut this door. Mm-hmm. That was creepy. It that was, was creepy. creepy. That was experience number two. Um, uh, before you go, before you go, I've got to jump on this real fast. Um, so one day, uh, I think it's before you and Amy got here as well, because I was living in another dorm. Yeah, so we go to eat, and me and my roommate, I think I was with Cameron at that time. I want to say I was. Yeah, I was, because yeah, because me, Cameron, and John, we go eat. And uh, we come back. We can't go get out of the room. I'm going to open the door. I'm like, the door, door, door. You know, the doors are open. In. Oh, I know the yeah. story. Okay, yeah. continue. And I'm like, okay, the door won't freaking open. He's like, did the lock turn? I'm like, yeah. It's like, it just, it won't budge. Like, it's like it's stuck. He's like, let me try. So he starts to push on it. He's like, dude, it's stuck. 
Jonathan's like, all right, let's all three just like typically just push it and get it unstuck. You know, like brute force for three big fellas, we can get it, we can get through. Okay, <laughs> it's not a steel wall. Like they're like, so well, all three, we just jam it. We just like jam it and we just hit it. And we, when we finally get the door open, our whole bunk bed is moved in front of the door. Oh, wow. No. The, whole, <laughs> the two big, like, you know how heavy that is? Like, yeah. It's super heavy. Like a two man, three man job heavy. Yes, maybe four. And, like, me and Andy had to rearrange our rooms. It took both of us actually trying to mm-hmm. move our bunks. Right. Right. And you know the doors open inward, so you can't get out and shut the door if you move it before. It has mm-hmm. to be. Right. The door has to be shut and then moved in front of it. Yep. And that's what had happened. Oh. Nobody was in the room. Explain that. Exactly. When you first told me that, oh, I cannot. It's also probably worth noting that the, uh, the way that, because you were in Heritage Hall, right? At that point? No, that was the other one. The one that's closest to the calf. Is it West? Uh, it's not Prosser? It's not Prosser. That's y'all's Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to think in relation to the calf, what would be the closest? This one right next to the softball field. And the baseball fields. Is that West? Um, yeah, I think it's West. It's right across from it. Anyway, it's that one. That's, yeah, it's that one. Closest to the softball field. But... Okay, so somehow I'm back. Um, look, y'all, this recording has been the hardest thing to get accomplished. But that happened unexplainable. It didn't have anything else happen at all. Can all you right. hear me? Yeah, we're good. Okay, good. All right, back to y'all. Ooh. All right, back to you, Andy. So I guess to piggyback off what Alex's is insinuating here is that our college has some haunted dorms i would say Um, where we went to college is extremely old yes it is very old old, very historic Uh, it was a private school um it was affiliated with um church so it does dabble in that kind of stuff spirituality um it's also worth noting that before we go any further um the music hall morris hall is extremely haunted but it has good acoustics so dayton and i would love to go over there and practice every room has pianos um so that place is so creepy all right go yeah oh why remodel that place oh legit looks like an insane asylum it, he's not wrong. It, it used to be an old dormitory, um, which has been retrofitted into like a, a practice room. room. Yeah. Slash the other the other half of it is like sports rooms. Right. Yeah. Um, they wear baseball players, bowlers, everything. They keep their equipment. Mm-hmm. Dayton and I love to spend time over there um, singing, whatever. They had a piano in every room. One of, one of our favorite spots on campus. By right. Bar. Um, but it's notoriously haunted. Um, like Everybody I would knows. never go over there alone. No, ever. And I did all the time. Oh, I've made the I made the mistake of doing it a couple times. Um, then something happened. Um, 
I actually forgot about until you said that, but continue. Something made me not go back by myself again. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Um, and this is just a preface that it is possible that maybe Dayton and I brought something back with us. Yeah, Hubert. Um, probably Hubert. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, that was experience number two. Experience number three is actually not my experience. Um, it is Dayton's. Um, so I'll let you lead with that one. I don't know which one you're talking about. We're like, talking so about much, the so pillow. Oh. Oh. Um. You mean the beanbag chair? Correct. Yeah. Okay. You said the pillow. I was uh, yeah, I know. I know. Um, anyway, so it was another one of those moments where Andy was gone from the dorm. Uh, I was either in between classes or skipping a class, which was not abnormal. Um, so I, I was, I, I'm like, okay, I got a couple hours. I want to take a nap before choir practice. Um, so I, I get up in my bunk. I was playing Telltale, uh, Batman Telltale game because Andy had turned me onto that recently. Um, so I was playing that on his PlayStation and then I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm going to get some rest. So I climb up there. I get, I get tucked in. I get in my typical sleeping position and I happen to open my eyes. Um, and as soon as I open my eyes, our beanbag flies across the room. Now, this is not, not, this is not like like Andy said, and, and, and really the Bethel people will understand this, especially if you live or have lived in Prosser. Um, the air from those vents is not going to make anything move in your room. Like, it cannot be explained a way that, oh, it's just the air. Like, it's not, the air is not kicking. Me and Andy both had fans on our on our desk beside our bed so that we could feel some kind of airflow through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, the airflow is not great. So air's not moving anything in your room. And the way we had this beanbag chair, uh, we had it propped up against the bottom bunk, which was Andy's bunk. We had it propped up against uh, Andy's bunk so that when we were either watching Netflix or playing a game on PlayStation, um, that was kind of just the perfect spot to put this beanbag chair. And me and him have had a couple experiences, like specifically going to get a beanbag chair because we knew that that was how we you know uh that was how we interacted with our entertainment center was from a beanbag chair mm-hmm. um so we had gone and gotten it uh and yeah it just went flying across the room unexplainably and not just kind of oh it fell over uh no it was as if someone kicked it it was airborne for a split second and then landed in front of the the TV, which is a good probably six feet of room. Yeah. That it traveled. Um, also, and this actually kind of happened before that, but it, it's easy to forget about because it's kind of stereotypical. But we had a, a we had a, a mirror, just kind of like a body mirror, um, on the wall, and we had it on there with a command hook, and it fell. It fell off the, the hook multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it's not as if we didn't put it on there well enough because we checked that after the first time it happened. When we 
checked it the last time because eventually we stopped putting it back up. Right. It happened that much. Um, when we checked it the last time, it was as if someone ripped the mirror off because the kind of paperback on the mirror. Um, what was that? That would be thunder because it is storming at oh, okay. my place. Um, Fantastic. Just to add to the atmosphere. Y'all, that was so the was, biggest thing of lightning I've ever seen in my life. It was, I'm right it here was in front as of my window. Someone had ripped this mirror off of this command hook the paperback on the back of the mirror was it was it was literally ripped it was ripped yeah i mean torn Cre creepy so creepy and then obviously i didn't get a nap that day i didn't no i couldn't go to sleep all right i got no. back up and played the rest of whatever installment of telltale i was on mm -hmm. all right ladies and gents and if you're not creeped out yet maybe you're like mm, missing marinara uh, door shut and beanbag chair toss not doing it for me that's fair enough at this point it wasn't really doing it for us either we're like oh it's Hubert oh <laughs> this and that uh, we didn't really take it seriously either it wasn't until things started happening off campus yes that's when things started freaking us out a little bit for example yes. um my family and I went to a pumpkin patch um, out in Illinois. Um, I, I couldn't tell you the name of it on it, even if I... Pretty elaborate maze. I'll give it credit. Um, it was kind of challenging. Um, and it was hot. I remember it being a like an exceptionally warm day for October. Right. Um, and... The sun was like right at peak, so it was right over us, beating down. It was hot, and we'd been in the maze for probably an hour and a half, and it was my mom and I. Um, and we're walking through it. We're like, you know, we're kind of done, so we're going to start leaving. Um, and at this point, there's not a lot of people in the maze. There were a few people in the back corner. Um, and to put this in perspective, the whole maze is probably about two acres. Yeah. Uh, it is a long Absolutely. thing. Uh, it's um, ridiculous um, so like we're we are ways away from other people um, and we're getting towards the entrance um, or I guess the exit and all of a sudden like um, like already shucked corn husk like come like flying in front of us um, I'm like mm, that's weird um, and like it wasn't something that just fell off of one mm. of the corn stalks right in front of me like it I, it, it was like right. tossed in front of me i'm like hmm, that's weird didn't really think anything of it um like i didn't even bother to look around um and then we start walking and it happens again and again and by the third time i'm like okay oh, someone's got to give who is tossing these and i'm like yeah. i'm ready to i'm ready to have a conversation right. at this point it's getting on my nerves so i'm turning around nobody's there even my mom's like, what's going on? A little weird. A little weird. Um, and it wasn't until we kept going and we got hit with these empty corn husks. Like, hit, hit. Like, hit my back. A decent, like, it was a decent hit. It kind of hurt. Kind of stung a little bit. It wasn't mm. just me. It was, it was my mom. Lightning struck. So, thunder's probably about to strike. Could be loud. Just prep for you all. Um... <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm like, we're getting pelted. We're getting attacked. And we're looking around. No one's there. 
no one is around us. No one's near. It was asinine. And we walk out of there and I'm not kidding you all. We got pelted almost the entire way out of there. Right. Like you would have thought it was like a tennis ball launcher shooting them at that one point. I was like, this is ridiculous. That's like children of the core crap. <laughs> I, I literally, like I wrote down catchy names for my stories in my notebook. I have Missing Marinara and I have Corn Stalker um, for this one. <laughs> I really like that. Um, so, like, this was creepy. I was genuinely creepy. Um, yeah. And then it wasn't until I got back to Bethel after this weekend. I'm like, Dayton, something weird happened to me. And then he goes, oh, well, something weird happened to me, too. But I want to near. I want to hear what you're kind of weird you're talking about. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm talking Hubert weird. He's like, I'm talking Hubert weird. Oh, yeah, dude, that's oh my gosh. Happened into us at different times, different places over the weekend. We were not at Bethel. This was happening in our own home. Actually, I wasn't even home. I was in a different state. Yeah. Happening to and us on an individual it level. It wasn't my home yet either. This That's correct. Me. me and Katie were still dating. I was visiting her house. That's right. So, it's at this point that I tell Dayton my story, and he's like, that's that's crazy that's literally that's crazy um he's like because i kind of had a more intense encounter this time too so i'll let you share so i had as we mentioned before uh, me and andy sometimes would just take the weekend to get away from bethel and even sometimes get away from each other um this was one of those weekends for both of us um and i had recently i mean fairly recently probably a month in uh i had started dating who is now my wife katie um so this particular saturday i decided that i was going to go visit her um and just go back to bethel that night so our thing when we were dating was we would uh we would drink either coffee or hot cocoa and sit on the couch uh, and watch friends. That's what we did, right? So I come over. Um, we're watching friends. We had been there for a minute. I mean, we were we were a good ways into an episode, and I had been hearing some some creaking, you know, and you know that's typical. It was the fall, you know, wood. We have wood floors in our house. Um, it's just just stuff creaks, you know. I wasn't. I wasn't too um, upset about it. Then, um, Katie had a clock on the wall next to the TV. And this clock jarred a little bit and then just kind of came off the nail. And the Hello? Way... Hello, hey. Hey, can you hear me? Hello on the dresser that was under the clock um then her closet door in her bedroom right as i was leaving i would tuck her in and then i would leave uh right as i was leaving her um closet door was a little bit open uh which but she always does that um and her actual bedroom door were open and just the way our bedroom is set up uh it was just her bedroom at the time just the way her bedroom was set up was that 
those doors would meet each other if you open them both at the same time. Um, so what happened was I tucked her in, I kissed her on the forehead, I turn around to walk out and um, I turn around to walk out and then I turn back and look at these doors Bless you. and um, these these doors are opening slowly and they uh-huh. meet each other in the middle as if someone had just opened both of these doors at the same time and Again, this is not, this is not the, um, this is not a freak happening. This is not something that can just happen, you know. Um, it was as if someone had actually decided to open those doors at the same time so that they met in the middle. So, uh, that was the creepy thing that happened to me. And, um, at that point, I closed the doors back and... Um, I closed the doors back and walked out and head back to Bethel where Andy was waiting on me to tell me, um, that, um, he had had an an experience with Hubert as well. That's insane, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Creepy stuff. That's, oh my gosh, dude. Creepy stuff. Oh, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. And uh, I'll tell, I'll tell you, I'll, it's not really a story, but I can tell you about a place that's close to me. Um, once again, if you're around me, you will know the Sloss Furnace. Yes. Is like a major, major haunted land landmark in Alabama, especially, you know, in Birmingham. Um, there's a foreman there. He were in the graveyard shift and something happened and he fell into they like made steel there so there's like a giant forge and he fell into the forge and uh died well after his death they kind of closed down for a bit and then they uh they came back to work and stuff so uh when they came back to work um weird stuff started happening like people started getting pushed around like out of nowhere and they would just trip for no reason uh, one guy, they said that he was actually pushed into the furnace, like into the the molten magma lava, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, that's when the plant shut down, like for real. Like they they're like we're not opening back up. Well, now it is a haunted trail. Uh, so you can go in there and do like a haunted house through it and it's some of the creepiest things ever to do like it's so so but yeah that's that's crazy it's crazy um it is well guys this has been the first episode of the back 40 uh spooky edition halloween edition halloween special um so it's been awesome to yeah. Share, share some more. Are we doing? Yeah. Are we doing a recommendation? Yes. Yes. Uh, I have. I have a recommendation for this episode. Um, so I, I. I like to to listen to music that. I and I don't know. I really don't know why, but I like to listen to music from artists that aren't famous yet. I feel like it's a more genuine and authentic, um, 
representation of what the artist actually wants to do before they get attached to a label, um, anything like that. So I found this guy on TikTok. He has like maybe five songs on Apple Music, uh, but his name is Stephen Wilson Jr. Um, and specifically, uh, my my song recommendation is "A Year to Be Young." 1994 by Stephen Wilson Jr. Uh, y'all give that a listen sometime throughout the week. Uh, I love it. It it's especially if you're a 90s kid, it's very nostalgic. It takes you right back. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. That's my rec. Awesome, dude. That sounds awesome. I'm gonna check that out for real. I think I know who you're talking about, but I just wanna make sure. Uh, anyway, yep. as you've known and heard, we have had multiple technical difficulties in this episode. Yes, we have. We have ran an hour test, two hour testing before this, so right. nothing happened. So this is extremely yeah. awkward and weird. And Andy has been disconnected, so that's why you haven't heard anything around him for the past two minutes. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's weird. Have a good Halloween and stay safe. <laughs> uh, this is Alex. And this is Dayton, and Andy can't say it, but yeah. Andy sends, sends his best to all the listeners. That's right. And we'll see you next week for episode two. So episode two next week, we'll be doing a review on the new Halloween Kills movie. Yes. So make sure you be checking that out. And like I said, we'll be doing a lot of reviews, talking about life, different experiences, uh, just stuff like that. Yep. Literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything. All yeah. right. All right. Had a blast, guys. We'll holler at y'all next week. Yes. Have a good one.